Hey everyone, Jesse and I were super excited to be on Sam and Jordan's podcast, Kyle XY. Um, you might know Sam and Jordan from the podcast Jurgen It, which is another Secret Life podcast that you should definitely listen to every episode of. Um, but we were on season three, episode four of Kyle XY, so definitely check that out. Um, listen to that whole podcast, no skips for real. Um, yeah. Hope you have a great day. Hope you enjoy this. There was some weird stuff going on with Jesse's mic, but it's really great to be back recording season three. All I'm saying is you told me the other day that you don't think doctors charge enough and that like insurance shouldn't exist. So like, I don't, you can try to deny it now, but like, I know what I heard. Right. Insurance, private insurance shouldn't exist because no, we should you have said, a nationalized healthcare system. No, what yeah, you yeah. said No, was, you just misunderstood what, what I was saying, Jesse. Was, it's embarrassing There should for be you. no insurance. This sucks Everything for you. should be you out of pocket like an and it should you pay like more. I should be I paying more. <laughs> you should be paying more. And if you're too poor, you should just die in the streets. I heard that. You said those exact words. No <laughs> paraphrasing necessary. <laughs> Here's, uh, no. <laughs> anyway, so I'll put that at the beginning of the episode. That'll be fun. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's stop talking. Let's get to it. Let's fall in love. Do you like this ASMR? I still don't know what ASMR is, and I refuse to learn. <laughs> Have I ever shown you that, like, Daddy Kong picks you up yeah. from the airport? <laughs> First of all, it's Funky Kong. Oh, yeah, um, it's Funky Kong. <laughs> and you're one of, like, four people who have sent that to me, and I've tragically watched it the full way through the, every time. I think Grant is the first person who showed it to me. Grant's definitely one of the people who showed me, <laughs> which is really so rude. Jesse, so much has happened. Has it? We haven't recorded this for. Is this a, a like two weeks? Well, yeah, like a week well, and like, half. Yeah, like we missed one week, but it's been like two weeks. You know what I mean? Because we've missed a week, it's been two weeks since we recorded. No, because we recorded like halfway through that week. What the fuck? So it's been like a week and a half, <laughs> like I said. Wow, okay. Um I was had something to update you. Number one. Remember how on the pod I talked about meeting Fern's sister? Yes. She was a bitch. Mm, must run in the family. No. Me and Fern are still feuding after she tried to frame me as a cat abuser. She just wanted to sit on your lap. <laughs> I let her and then she jumped down. Laid on her side and meowed as if I'd kicked her when she just like left of her own accord and then played victim. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> Fern is a sweetheart. No, Fiona. No, I like Fern. Fiona was fine. Okay, like, let me not give the wrong impression of this cat, but. So. Oh, she. Like, hissed at me and bit me. So I have a question about this. Yes. Do we think it's because she lives in a home with like Kelly and children? Oh my God. These children were so bad. And I showed up and they're like, I think they're like six and eight. Mm. And I was like, 
so what time do you start like bed? And they were like, eh, between 9.30 and 10. And I was like... That doesn't sound right. Are you fucking kidding me? I have to chill with these children until 9.30 or 10. Was that real? And That's really when they... Yeah. They're I was... For like the last two hours, they were like completely unmanageable, right? Because... Yeah, they're tired, probably. Right, exactly. Like, of course, like, I would be horrible, too, if I was chronically exhausted. I couldn't... But stay up until 10 until like seventh or eighth grade when i got really into castle and my family oh my god watch same. It with them. same <laughs> <laughs> why is that a universal experience <laughs> because enough moms liked castle that they were like oh yeah if you're into this like you could stay up an extra hour my dad liked castle too i'd watch it with him um i think he might have just been humoring me but that's okay yeah I just remember um, that being, like, our family television. We'd watch Dancing with the Stars and segue into Castle. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, they didn't know you were gay? They raised me gay. They just didn't realize <laughs> it is the thing. <laughs> so, anyway, so... These, ch- these children were so horrible. I was, like... I got there and the parents were, like, Listen, <clears throat> they have not been outside at all today. They're upstairs on their iPads. So, like, maybe try to get them outside. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So. So they're bundles of energy. I brought them downstairs. And I was like, okay, it's dinner time. And then we'll go outside and we'll play in the basketball with the basketball hoop, whatever. And they refused to eat their dinner. I couldn't get them to sit in their chair to even think about eating dinner. They didn't want what their parents had made them. And I was like, listen, I did not make dinner. Okay. That was one thing that I was not in charge of. And then we go outside. They play basketball. I'm like, we're staying out here for an hour because like, whatever. When we go inside, we can watch a movie. And they're like, can we watch the first Harry Potter movie? We just finished the book. We watched the movie once. We want to watch it again. And I was like, "Mm, that's kind of a problematic take, but. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, actually, JK Rowling has done some horrible things about trans people. And I just don't think you should be supporting her work. You gotta start educating young. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? If you are good, fine. But then we get inside and they're like, we don't want to watch the first Harry Potter movie. We just want to watch our iPads and watch our stupid little YouTube videos. Whatever. So I like strike up this deal and I'm like, let's play the Switch all together. Because I don't want us all sitting in the same room together and for us to be doing like different things. Yeah. Yeah. And so we turned on the Switch and we played some mini games on Mario Party and then we played some Mario Kart. But then every time they started to lose in Mario Kart, they would quit the game and restart it. And I would say, oh my God, this is driving me bonkers. Um, If there's two of them, like what happens if one of them's winning and one of them's doing poorly? The one who's doing poorly will quit the game. And, and the then the other one will throw go. a fight. Okay, it's, I was going to say. Like, it's or a fit. It's so fun. Anyway, so. That's shocking behavior to me as like someone who comes from like a super competitive family. I You just lose with dignity. Or you lose and get pissy, but like you don't, like if you throw a fit, you're getting picked on way worse. Yeah. I'm the youngest of four. I could never do that shit. Yeah, and, like, my father's entire family is super competitive, so it was always me and, like, I had, like, probably a group of 
seven or eight cousins that were all around the same age. And if you lose something, you just take it. And, yeah. like, you might get a little ribbing for losing, but you get way worse if you're a bad loser. And people yeah. talk shit about you behind your back. Exactly. Which I knew, but my cousin obviously didn't because we talked a lot of shit about him behind his back. Yeah, and then you got, like, the aunts and the uncles, and they're like, can you believe how that's... That's... Yeah, well, that's, there's a long history of my redheaded cousins being nicknamed uh, Firecracker because they were bad losers and they would throw fits. So, finally I got these children... Oh, so we played that, but then after a while they just started fighting, and I was like, yeah, we're not doing this. And I was like, have you guys ever heard of the show The Owl House? on disney and then they called you a slur and pretty much (laughs) because i was like we can watch a couple episodes of that and then we can go to bed but like i think that's a good idea to kind of get us wound down before before it's bedtime or you can if you do not want to watch this all together you can go to bed right now those are your two options because you're very tired. So, like, I think those are two yeah. good options. And they were like, we don't want to watch the Owl House, blah, 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 blah. So, then I turned on Disney Plus, and I was like, fine. If you don't want to watch the Owl House, homophobic, but that's fine. Truly. truly. Yeah, they want to watch Harry Potter, but they don't want to watch the Owl House. These are definitely some Republican children. Yeah, yeah. I'm not babysitting for them again, let me tell you that. But they... I, I put on a an episode of Phineas and Ferb and they whined for like the first five minutes of it. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then they got into it and we watched another, we watched two episodes and then it was bedtime. And I was like, I made a hundred dollars tonight. So it kind of was worth it as a poor person, but. But also. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Yeah, those, that seems like a nightmare. And I do, I feel bad for poor friend's sister because I'm guessing she's kind of a product of her environment. I would be a bitch too if I had to live with them. She's a lot skinnier than Fern, which made me be like, "Mm, Fern's kind of a fatty. I was going to say, in in their defense, Fern is um, (laughs) thick with two C's for sure. (laughs) Um, she's got her belly hangs low when she walks. <laughs> Linus, um, he's starting to get a little dumper on him. So, yeah, he, um, he is. <laughs> but that too, I think when I went away, he wasn't like as active as he is when I'm around because mm-hmm. it was just like, my roommate took care of him and like, I'm very thankful for him for doing that. But like, he wasn't playing with linus as much as i play with linus you know which makes sense because he has his own life and he's mildly allergic to cats i'm not saying anything about him i really appreciate that just say that that your roommate sucks it's fine no okay (laughs) what if i revealed he listens to this and he doesn't but like i don't think he does i don't yeah listened to part of our first episode and then turned it off And that's the truth. He told Honestly, me. Honestly, if I was you and I had a roommate, I would not want that roommate listening to this podcast. No, that's the thing. I was fine with it. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I tried it out. But like, I've never watched Secret Life. There wasn't really much for me there. So I didn't, um, you know, I just turned it off. And that I'm was like, yeah, probably one of our like most accessible episodes. Like, I think those early episodes are both our most and least accessible. Um, most in that we pretty much stick to the script of what's going on and least because we pretty much stick to the script of what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's so boring. 
for like people who aren't super invested in Secret Life, those are although I don't know this, I haven't gone back and listened, and I probably never will because Yeah, it feels cringe to me, honestly. I'm scared. Like I think we've developed as podcasters and as friends and as people and as characters. I think the development's been bad, but I do I think that we have developed. Well, I've actively like devolved as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am worse than when we started. Me too. But that was the goal. Um, I think we're more entertaining, maybe. I don't know. I was just talking to a friend today, and I was like, and he was like, where can I listen to this? And I was really? like, it's everywhere. But um, the first several episodes, I don't know that they're good. They must be kind of good, because people put up with them and get through them. I mean, honestly, here's the thing. I'm proud of everything we've put out. Wow, brag. I just don't, I think what I would want to put out has changed as we have learned our podcasting style. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. I think it's so much of it was, we went into this not really knowing anything about anything. And now we know nothing about anything in a different way. (laughs) But we've... (laughs) Now we just come on here and we say bullshit like that. Yeah. For sure. Um, But I just think anyone, if it's their first ever podcast, the first couple episodes aren't going to be what they're going to want the rest of the show to be. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you got to kind of find yourself first. Yeah. And you got to learn to love yourself, truly, before you can do anything else. Because, like, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love a project? Um, I learned that from Secret Life of the American Teenager. Thank you, Brenda. Yeah. (laughs) I might have just put a hole in my wall. I'm not sure. <laughs> you gotta stop spinning a fucking hammer around. I, it makes me feel so powerful, like, when <laughs> I tell you. Um, I finished the Owl House today. Finally. I know. I, 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 I didn't want to catch, I didn't want to catch up because now I can't watch those episodes for the first time again. No, each episode of that, like, kicked me in the groin in a very special and different and unique way. They were all beautiful. Yeah. I I, love... Season two of The Owl House, I think, is some of... I don't know how it's possible that each episode got better. And even, like, the goofy ones were so emotional. I was... Yeah, they were. I don't want to talk too much about it on here because, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't been initiated. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't been initiated into the club. And the club is watching The Owl House, now available, season one and two and a half, all the way on Disney+. Plus. cut that i don't like that (laughs) i'm gonna keep it in it was cute i really love podcasts whether it's ours or others we're like they explicitly are like we're cutting that we're cutting that and then it's like in the podcast yeah yeah, yeah. that's really powerful um Um, anything else um i guess unless you want to talk about like my life for even one second why was it (laughs) ask you that was like open to everyone oh okay no, I was just being a bitch for no reason. That just That's kind of my thing. I like to be rude. I told myself I was going to get a bunch of work done before, um, you know, other work came. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. have, like, the unfettered free time and access that I've had. Instead, I've been playing video games and, like, reading and, like... But I think that's... I've had to, like, reframe my mind because I don't want to be, like, trapped into this, like 
very capitalist American mindset of like, I have to be productive 100% of the time. Like this is the last week for who knows how long where I don't have any responsibilities. I want to, so like I reframed it in my mind and I'm like, okay, you know, if I want to read some books or play some video games, who knows how much time I'm going to have for that once I'm working and also like trying to get this book off the ground simultaneously. So I'm going to do like fun things and like hang out with friends and like not feel bad about it. Yeah, for sure. So ever since I kind of... I've still been kind of a schlub, which hasn't been, like, super great. Because, like, I'll be in my pajamas until, like, 4 p.m. And, like... Which is fine. But also, I don't like doing that. It makes me feel like a child. So, um... But yeah, I've almost finished one video game. And a game I've been waiting for since 20... Since a very long time. It was supposed to come out in 2020, and then it got delayed until, like, it just came out. And my copy is coming in the mail, either tomorrow or Tuesday, so I'm gonna just, like... What game is this? Uh, Tales of Arise. It's the newest game in the long-running Tales series. Like, um, Sonic Tales? I hate you. <laughs> that was a genuine question, um, no, but I'm gonna assume it's... I'm wrong. Oh, it's like the, yeah, no, it's a, it's a JRPG <laughs> series. Very beloved in Japan, not as huge in the West, but it's been picking up steam. It's one of my favorite series, and, <clears throat> excuse me, this installment was supposed to come out in 2020, and I was, like, jacked out of my mind for it, and then, you know, something happened, and now here we are, almost done with 2021, and it finally came out, so. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. So I'm just trying to finish up the other games I'm playing so that I can focus all my attention on that. And then, like I said, I think I'm getting brunch with Grant, which will be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, nothing has really happened in my life in the last week and a half, as some say. I feel like this has been interesting but and also not at the same time, but we should hop into it. Uh-huh. Welcome! To Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. I'm so sorry. I just got hit by a yawn that I wasn't expecting. And my name is Jesse. And today we are recapping season three, episode one. Season premiere. And it sucked, honestly. What's it called? Um, Do-over. I wish I could have a do-over. I don't really understand the context for this, but it's fine. Is it because, um, you know what? I'm not entirely sure. We'll discuss at the end. Yeah. Um, it was written by Brenna Hampton and it had 3.18 million viewers and it aired on June 7th, 2010. That was my dad's 50th birthday. Oh my goodness. Wow, way to make this all about you and your dad and his birthday. I always forget my dad's birthday in like a really bad way where like my brother will text me on like June 8th or 9th and be like, when is dad's birthday again? And I'll be like, oh fuck. It was like two days ago. And then 
I text him back and I'm like, oh shit, it was two days ago. And then like, it's kind of a race to see who's going to call my dad first. I was so, just going to ask, does like he know when he's being passive aggressive or does he also not know? No, he also does not know. Well, um, if I'm you, I'm not responding to him until after I've talked to my father. <laughs> but there was one year when I was like, oh fuck, dad's birthday was yesterday. And my brother called him immediately. And then I tried to call my dad and I... I was, my brother had beaten me and I was like, that's not even fair. I Heartbreaking. Yeah. But, um, I guess I just usually just don't forget my dad's birthday is the thing that I do. Yeah. That really kind of, it's kind fine. of quirky, but it kind of reduces that. All right. Let's get into this biblical context. I can go first. That's fucked up that you did that. <laughs> you started it. No, you yawned and then I yawned. I know, but you yawned first. That truly sucks that you would put me in that position. So, my article is from the art section of the New York Times, and the headline is Friday Night Friday Night Lights Watch Bad Parenting. <laughs> the series checks off every category of bad mother or father. <laughs> No, I've never watched Friday Night Lights because it seems like a big commitment to like engage in straight culture and that's not really a lifestyle I agree with. Yes, I get that. No, those people love that shit. Yeah, but I think it's funny that we're like, there were a lot of shows on television with worse parenting. Yeah, what did they, what was their, did they give any reasoning or they were just like, wow, these parents fucking suck. It must have been bad to get written up in, right? In the New York Times, yeah. Um, That's just so funny because like, I don't know. Some of it's kind of the thing we do here where it's like, okay, obviously these shows aren't meant to be like examined as thoroughly as like we do it. Right. And also, like, they're not meant to be, like, examples of good parenting, probably. And if they are, like, we'll get into it in this episode particularly, some examples of heinous (laughs) parenting that's going on. And frankly, I'd like to know what the author of this article thinks of some parents in this show, but... I just want to, like, also some shows, if you have good parents, it's not going to be entertaining. Well, that's the thing, like, because we... The Kardashians... I like how the first thing you choose is a reality television program (laughs) instead of, like, a scripted one. But that's the thing. And, like, we obviously know this as we talk shit about this show, that, like, a lot of these situations aren't manufactured how they'd really go down. They're manufactured for maximum entertainment. Um, Right. But that's not fun to listen to a podcast either that's like, wow, they made an entertaining choice here. Moving on. Um, (laughs) But it's just so funny to me when, like, big publications are like well you know morally i just don't think it was okay for um you know ross to sleep with another woman while he and rachel were on a break like that just doesn't feel right to me. that doesn't sit right to me and i don't think that we should put that on television it's like yeah but that's like the whole joke right yeah they were on a break we were on a break i love the episode where Rachel explains to Ben why they weren't on a break. <laughs> that was a beautiful, that was television to me. Um, Recently, I've been contemplating if I should start watching Grey's Anatomy again, which ew. the answer is no. Yeah, you talk about not wanting to make a commitment to straight culture, and then you go straight to, oh, should I watch Grey's Anatomy? 
Yeah, but honestly, like, MILFs on MILFs on MILFs, let me tell you. <laughs> that is true. What is that? Is that Ellen Pompeo? Yeah. <laughs> I, I recently Sandra, rewatched... Sandra, oh. Oh, Sandra. Um, oh, Kate Walsh. Right. I love Kate Walsh. I also love Kate Walsh. Kate Walsh and Sandra Oh should have their own television program that's just them. And Kate Walsh, she was the one who got private practice right or yeah no? i've watched all of private practice that was a one great the, decision to spin her off out of all the people the only other person that would have made the, sense was sandra oh for sure one of the people who was in private practice and also veronica mars is in how i met your father kunst is that ah oh, fuck what's his name um he plays oh, it's a man. his I don't care. Oh, okay then never mind i don't like I he don't plays pins and veronica act. mars um, <laughs> but okay wait we're gonna get into tv shows i can't watch Grey's anatomy again but i was thinking of if i wasn't gonna watch Grey's anatomy maybe i'd make the leap and finally watch friends i just watched a a movie where part of it was a guy forced a girl to watch friends with him all nine seasons within a nine month period it was beautiful that was a movie? Yeah. That wasn't like a major... Uh, it was called Together Together. It was with... Um, is Ed Helms the guy from The Office? Oh, yeah. And Patty Har- Harrison. It was really, really... It oh. was nice. I love Patty Harrison. I Me think she too. should be in everything. She's so... She can do drama. She can do comedy. She can do... Um, have you watched Z-Way her music in videos. I Think You Should Leave? I have not. Oh, so good. I haven't watched that show because I'm... I don't like knowing things about the culture, but no, I just, everything Patty Harrison's ever done, I've been a fan of. I think she's yeah. very funny. Her yeah. and Bo and Yang on um, Z-Way. Such a good episode. Yeah. She just, she has the range. I love her. She does. But um, no, it's a really, if you, it's on Hulu right now. I would check it out together, together. It's about, oh, cool. um, I, it's also I mean, right I by wheelhouse. Movies, but of, maybe. It's only 90 minutes long for one. Um, it's okay. also a surrogacy movie. Okay. So Patty Harrison plays Ed Helms' surrogate. It's really sweet. I was going to text you and say you should watch it because okay. I know you also love surrogacy movies, I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just love a good pregnancy. Yes, and Tig Notoro is doing what she does now where she plays a therapist in a unconventional family film. Wait, Tignataro's in it? Yeah, she plays it. Oh, that sold. Okay. Yeah, it's Tignataro, Patty Harrison, Ed Helms. Who Hell else do you yeah. need? It's it's no, really nothing. good. It's really yeah. kind of a sweet movie about friendship and pregnancy and mo- families in the modern day. Um, wow, we got so off track, but that sounds lovely. Yeah, that I just, if you're listening to this, you should definitely watch Together Together on Hulu and rate it five stars on Letterboxd and then follow me on Letterboxd. Anyway, okay, what's your biblical context? I don't have any. Moving on. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, mine's a really, you might remember this story, it was kind of a big deal. Um, from June 7, 2020, or 2010 on the New York Post. Again, amazing news source. <clears throat> Child seen br- drinking beer at Philly's game. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> A 
Another month brought another Philadelphia Phillies controversy after video surfaced Monday of a child apparently drinking beer from a bottle of beer at a game. The video of the unidentified boy came out following the Phillies' loss to the San Diego Padres on Sunday. The video shows the boy with a plastic beer bottle in his right hand drinking from the bottle. He appears to be between three and four years old, and he is wearing a white Phillies home jersey. So, like... This doesn't seem like news to me. This seems like the average Phillies game, frankly. Yeah. (laughs) Also, whatever. It's also a pretty low-quality picture, but, like, the picture of the child (laughs) drinking beer is very funny. (laughs) And with the low-quality, it almost looks like um, current President Joe Biden is the one right behind him. (laughs) But also, all old people look the same to me. (laughs) But it's it's funny. Um, or is it deeply sad that we yeah. as a nation have let this happen? It's just so funny that that's news. Because, like, babies get their hands on everything. Or children get their hands on everything. Like, yeah. at Christmas one year, I watched my, like, two-year-old cousin um, bring a shot glass to her lips and put it back because she thought it was just juice or some shit, you know? It wasn't a mistake she was going to make again because she immediately started crying. And it probably burnt her little throat. There wasn't anything in it, but just, like, the residual... People at your family parties are, like, throwing back shots? No, it's like like a measuring shot glass for, like, making mixed drinks. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, I want to go to one of those parties. But also probably later in the night for sure. (laughs) My family's a little wild, and we're also from Wisconsin. Okay, we should get into this, because I do have to wake up. Yeah, and I do not want to talk about it, so let's go. Yeah. Boo. Let's get into the episode. We begin in Ulysses S. Grant, because After these people another... are literally addicted to like the start of the season being the beginning of a new school year. <laughs> Even though it's usually not. Like, again, they say... Within minutes that, like, the wedding just happened. No, no, no. I'm saying they're addicted to not doing that. Like, that's what would make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially the way they did it where, like, they let all the dramatic tension of last season drop and they just act like it's a normal episode. Yeah. So, like, the smart thing to do would be a little three-month time skip. Yeah. So, Ben walks up to Adrian at her locker, and she's like, oh, great news. I started my period this morning, so I'm not pregnant. And better news for me, she's back to twirling her baton as she walks. Yeah. I missed it. So, Ben hugs her. He's relieved. Adrian walks away. And then, like, the bell rings. Class is over. So, Alice and Henry come running up to Ben, and they're like, what the fuck's been going on? You've been so weird. And Ben's like, well, here's what's going on. Adrian thought she was pregnant. She took a test at the wedding. It was positive. Um, but now she started her period, so she's not pregnant. And Alice is like, are you sure? Yeah. So can I, my my whole emotional and physical process through these first minute or so, when Adrian says she's not pregnant, all the tension I've been holding in my shoulders since we watched the season finale of last season released. I let out air. I could breathe for the first time. I was so happy. And then as we start talking and he says that it was a positive test and then it turned negative, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, that's like a real... They keep... The throughout thing this is, entire episode, they're like, 
oh, you can get a positive pregnancy test and then get your period. And it's like, um. You for sure can. It's very. That's called, in a lot of, in a lot of circumstances, that's called miscarrying. Okay. Oh, that's true too. So. Look at that part. Let's, you know. Yeah. Also just like. They always say don't rely entirely on a home pregnancy test because those are not nearly as accurate as people think they are. Yeah. Um, you you gotta go to the OB and get that shit checked. Yeah, but no, the second that um, the second that Alice cast any doubt, I started getting a little sinking feeling. Also, like because fuck I know you, this Alice, show. being like this woman is lying. Fuck you. Yes, but also. I thought too, because I have my note here, is she lying? Question mark, which good for her, do what you need to do. Because you know if she's not lying, she's getting pressure from like seven different fronts to Oh yeah. yeah keep yeah. a baby that she does not want. Yeah. So like um at this point I'm like, I don't know if she's lying or not. If she is lying, I'm firmly on her side. Yeah. Um Ben says there's no reason Adrian would lie. Alice is like, Are you sure? Whatever. We go down the hall to Adrian and Grace, and Adrian tells Grace that everything is okay, but she can't tell anyone ever. And Grace is like, oh, well, can I tell Jack? Because I did already tell Jack that you thought you were pregnant. <laughs> and Adrian is like, um, what? <laughs> and Grace is like, well, and Madison probably knows too, because it's Jack, you know? She's like, just don't fucking tell anyone. Okay, yeah, it's not that like, hard. Okay, you can tell Jack, and then if Jack told Madison, he'll tell Madison again. Just you don't say anything. Okay? Yeah. And then, which, Adrian's... if you recall, too, the reason Grace told Jack was to try to convince Adrian to keep yeah. the baby, which is already fucked. Yeah. Um, save the Storks or whatever the fuck that stupid organization's called. Hey, I was the president until I realized that it wasn't about Storks the bird. <laughs> I love storks. What can I say? Are is is a stork a real bird? I might sound like an idiot for asking that, but yes. Now you've got me questioning it now, and I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to sound like an idiot. There was never a doubt in my mind that storks were real, and I do still think they are. Are storks because I think they were just kind of real. yeah. It's a tall, long-legged wadding bird with a ha- long, okay. heavy bill and typically <laughs> with white and black plumage for sure. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So um, Adrian spots Ashley and runs up to her, and she's like, "Hey, you know that weird conversation we had where I like had a revelation? Well, nothing is up, and I just wanted you to tell you that. Like, I just wanted to tell you that." And Ashley's like, "Okay." And Adrian's like, you can't tell anyone. You didn't tell anyone, right? And Ashley's like, mm, I told my dad. Yeah, after like avoiding the question like four times. Like, there's nothing to tell. Why would I tell anyone? And Ashley's like, Amy, Adrian, fucking A, why are there so many A names? <laughs> Adrian's like, you're not answering my question. Who did you tell? And she's like, I told yeah. my dad. And Adrian's rightfully pissed. And she's like, wow, so you used my like bad circumstances so you can get birth control that's fucked up yeah you suck that's horrible and um, it is she's right it does suck that is horrible and yeah and ricky comes up to ashley and tells her that adrian's a bad influence so don't be friends with her which, and then there's like weird flirting between the two of them that does suck and also 
Ricky, babe, if Adrian's a bad influence, what does that make you? Everything that Adrian's done, she's done with you. Yeah, yeah. You've endorsed it, basically. Yeah. Ricky all of a sudden is kind of like, you know, Ben better call Amy. And Ashley's like, well, you know, fuck Amy. Amy shouldn't get everything she wants. You know, but on the other hand, if she's busy with Ben, she'll pay less attention to me and my sex life. And Ricky's like, what sex life with Grant? And she says, wouldn't you like to know? And then she walks away and Ben just like rushes by Ricky. I don't understand why that happened. And Ricky is like looking at Ash as she walks away and it's like, maybe I would like to know. And it's like, stop trying to make this happen. Gross. Yeah. It, I don't know. Also, I just, I, I still can't get over just the unfettered, like, hate that Ashley feels towards every member of her family. Yeah. Like, to just say out of nowhere, like, oh, why should Amy get stuff that she wants? Like, she shouldn't get things that she wants. For no reason. Like, not for a good reason. Like, oh, Ben really hurt her. I don't think she should get back together with him. She's just like, why should Amy get what she wants? Yeah. It's like, maybe she's had a hard time. Yeah, she's literally had, like, probably the most traumatic and stressful year of her life. <sighs> Two years of her life, really. Yeah. And she's been, like, really hurting recently. So, like, I don't know. I just don't get... Yeah. Where Ashley gets off. Just because she's got a nice dress on in this scene doesn't mean she can act like that. No. We go to Amy and Madison and Lauren. They're like walking down the hallway. Madison is just like freaking the fuck out. She's Amy's so like, funny. Isn't it weird that Ben didn't call me after telling me he still loves me? And Madison is like, he 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 he. Why would that be weird? Gotta go. Yeah, I don't even know what weird is anymore. <laughs> um, and Lauren is like, Madison is probably acting weird because her and Jack fucked. Yeah. After the wedding. <laughs> and, and then Amy's Amy like. like so does that mean you and Jesse fucked because of the way you two operate? Like, if she had sex, you must have had sex too, right? And Lauren's like, I resent that, even though it's 100% true. Yeah. It was literally the plan. Yes. And Amy thinks they should all swear off boys. And, and Lauren's like, like, unless Ben calls back, right? Which, yeah, way to call her on it, Lauren. Like, Yeah. Amy says she's confused why Ben is avoiding her. And then her and Ben kind of make eye contact in the hallway. And Ben, like, immediately looks away and, like, runs away. He does, like, a cartoon character. In her, like, he looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and the monsters after him. Yeah. Um, and Jack comes up to Ben to congratulate him. It's so funny. To be like, hey, I heard, you know, Adrian's not, you know. And Ben is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Jack is like, you knew that, like, Grace knew, and Grace told me, right? Like, you knew that, right? Uh, and Ben is just like, what are you talking about? Don't talk to me about this. Yeah, he... Ben acts so strangely during this episode. Whenever people are yeah. like, hey, I heard that, like, a thing that you don't want to happen didn't happen, and, like, I'm happy for you, and, like, if you need to talk, I know about it, and, like, we can chill and, like, maybe kiss a little. And every time he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, he just acts so strangely during these scenes and he just kind of stares at them until they stop talking. Yeah. 
I get that he's having like some doubt about the whole situation, but it doesn't really play that way. It just plays like Ben is being a dick or is like suffering from some like cognitive dysfunction. Yeah, like BDE or something. No. We go to the theme. We come back. This is where I don't remember if I said this when we were recording or not, but this is where I really noted that like every time we take a little break from watching this show, it gets harder to come back. Yeah, it really does. So, but we come back from the theme and we're in Dr. Hightower's office. I did not have to look up Dr. Hightower's name. I just remembered that that was her name. I had, I, I was like, that's the same doctor, but I can't for the life of me remember what her name is. So I guess now that um, Marshall's dead, it's okay to go to there again. Yeah. To that pediatrician. Yeah. They're done protesting now that he has perished. Yeah. The show has put worms in my brain that I remembered that. George um, is explaining to Dr. Hightower that (laughs) Ashley and him are so close. Also, I hate to bust in, but the show's kind of put worms in George's brain, too. Yeah, for real. In a way. (laughs) Um, George is like, you know, me and Anne are divorced. And since the divorce, me and Ashley have been super close. And Ashley and I have talked a lot. And we have agreed that she should go on the pill. And Dr. Hightower's like... You do know that Robbie and John come here and, like, I see Anne and Amy all the time. They have not said anything about a divorce. Yeah, they say that you two are still together actively, actually. And George is such a dick. Yeah, he's like, you know, they can't deal with the breakup. And, like, we don't tell them everything, especially not about this. And Ashley looks at Dr. Hightower and is like, this is all confidential. And Dr. Hightower is like, yeah. And it's like, oh. Some respect for HIPAA. A single, one single respect for HIPAA. <laughs> and um, George is like, I'm going to step outside. Or Dr. Dr. Hightower like, George, tells George to go outside to Ashley. Also, have a nurse look at your nasty ass wormy looking head plug or hair plugs because they look infected yeah disgusting and dr hightower and ashley have a little conversation and she says given your family history i think birth control of some kind is a good idea no kidding it's like ashley have you know we've seen one respect for hipaa have one respect for a single person She's addicted to being disrespectful. That's um, so true. We go to the Jurgens kitchen where Amy and Anne are talking. All the kids in the nursery are sick, so they told her not to bring John in. Do you think this which is was... the start of the COVID arc of Secret Life? <laughs> this is a little confusing to me because... Doesn't she work there? <laughs> well, never... well, I understand that. But also, doesn't John go there during school? Yeah, so he's already been exposed for sure. Maybe Anne watched him today. Whatever. You're expecting the show to have any sort of internal logic, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it a doesn't. big ask of you. Um, Amy is sad that she doesn't get to work today because you know she needed the distraction about Ben. And Anna's like, maybe you should um 
put your energy towards feeling a different way about Ben. You know, especially because he was with Adrian. I feel like maybe you shouldn't like him anymore. Amy's like, I, but I love Ben. Which, you know what? Props to Anne in this situation for trying to offer, like, good advice of, like, hey, this guy did something specifically to hurt you that was really shitty. Um, So maybe look for someone else. But ultimately giving her the decision to make the choice. Yeah. So We love that autonomy. Yeah, it's really great to see Anne really not falling into the Friday Night Lights trap of being a bad parent <laughs> on television. Um, and then Anne is like, isn't it so cool how Ashley's going out for track and like your dad took off work to be with her at tryouts? That's not how tri- tryouts work. Yeah, also, did your school have track tryouts? No, our, our school was begging people to yeah. be on the track team. I cannot think of any capacity. 100% same. And it was really like, you didn't try out, you showed up and then they kind of threw you in wherever they could put you. There would be people who did the school musical and they would show up like halfway through the season and be allowed to be on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those people for a little while. Because the thing about track is it's a numbers game. And so you kind of want to put as many people as possible in every event. Yeah. Who have a chance of like, Scoring points. For sure. 100%. But, but also, like, Ashley's shown no interest in running ever. And really, if they I wanted like... a plausible thing, all they had to say was, like, oh, Ashley decided to give dance lessons another try. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I feel like, honestly, she could be a good javelin thrower. A lot of high schools don't have javelin, though. Did your high school not have javelin? No, a lot of high schools in Wisconsin, I think actually in Wisconsin period, like Javelin was it, like kind of. Did you do hammer throw? No. I think those were not part of high school competitions in Wisconsin. Oh, really? Or I did hammer throw were, and Javelin in high school. D3 for sure. I think, again, That's mostly so because of liability. Yeah, yeah, No, I totally get that. I mean, there's Especially been... for high schoolers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially because I did famously uh, hit my... Um, throwing coach in the back with a shot put once so like if it was javelin um he would have died for sure yeah this conversation i'm sure has been interesting to no one well that's the problem well i knew as soon as they said track team that we were going to go on a tangent and no one likes track and you know what no one should like track it's a boring sport frankly anyway so ashley's trying out for the track team george took off Uh, regardless even if you're do if you're going out for a sport that has tryouts your parents cannot come to your tryouts. No. In what world? Yeah. That's, it's so obviously a lie, which Amy points out immediately. She's like, how do you not realize that this is a lie? And Anne's like. And it's a bad one. Yes. And Anne's like, oh, you're right. It is such a bad lie. What a fool I've been. She's like mad that they keep lying to her. And Amy's like, well, like they lie to you because they want to keep doing what they want to do and you don't agree with what they're doing. And Anna's like, well, what recently haven't I agreed with? And Amy's like, birth control pills? And then Anne kicks the fucking dishwasher. That was so funny. That's some real um, Finn energy from Glee when he would like kick chairs all the time. Sure. I really like that energy in TV shows where... Physical anger. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I've never really I've never really interacted with someone in real life who like experiences a lot of physical anger. 
I mean, but I like that in like, I don't like it when they like punch a wall, right? Like Adam Driver, Marriage Story, not interested in that. Well, you also, maybe if you'd see the movie and saw it in context, you'd understand it, you know? Yeah, the dad in Atypical punches a hole in the wall, also not interested in that. Well, this is... But like, I like it when like Finn kicks a chair or like they kick the dishwasher. Yeah, I think it's funny because it never looks as angry as it does Goofy. Yeah, that's like, what I... That's Because, th- like, punching a wall, there is, like, a level of, like, sinister yeah, yeah, it's energy. Scary. And, that's like, scary, scary. for sure. Yeah. But, like, kicking a dishwasher is so funny. Or kicking that's a chair. That's, like, some shit I would do. Like... Yeah. Well, I, I do have bouts of physical anger sometimes. Never in public. And it has to be, like, a really, really, really bad, angry thing. But, like... I know I look like a dumbass when I, like, start punching a pillow or something or, like... When I get frustrated, though, I cry is the thing. I I cry and then I kind of lose control of my body for a second. (laughs) And, like, sometimes I just... I frequently just, like, cavalierly, like, tossed my phone when it made me sad. Like, I'd start crying and I'd just be like, oh! Yeah, yeah. And then I would lose it for, like, days at a time. I have a funny story about throwing my phone. Maybe I'll tell it another time. It's okay. very quick. You can tell it. Do you now want to hear it? Want. I don't care. Okay. You're the freshman one who has year to get of... up early. I know. Freshman year of college, I cracked my phone screen, and I had insurance on it, which was nice. So I could like send my phone, and they would like try to repair it. And if they couldn't, they would just send me a new phone, which was really great. Unfortunately, I did have a Samsung <laughs> rip. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't know that I can in good faith continue this podcast with you. I was super sick is the thing is I got like super sick my freshman year, like the fall I had, I like, you know, it was basically COVID, but COVID wasn't a thing, but that was like kind of my symptoms, like chills, you know, I couldn't taste anything. Ooh. I was like sweaty, had a fever. I had like a cough. I was sneezing a lot. So I was like coming back from class and I was like I'm gonna go lay in bed for you know the next 12 hours or whatever because I feel horrible yeah it's my first time ever being sick away from home so there's like emotions in that too and I go to cover my mouth when I'm about to cough and my phone is in my hand no and I like go to cough into my elbow and I just throw my phone behind (laughs) because I just like am so sick And so I, like, go to pick up my phone. The screen is cracked. My phone is, like, not working. So I'm, like, Facebook messaging my mom. I'm emotional. Whatever. She puts in the insurance claim for me. And she puts under the insurance claim. So when I got my phone back and I got the paperwork, this was printed in it. I still have it. And it humbles me. But it says, reason for repair. Tried to cover mouth while coughing. And phone flew out of hand. <laughs> and I said, Mom, you really had to be that in depth when you were. Yeah, that was a choice that was made for sure. And that is such a good one. I'm so thankful. But that has really humbled me as I have gone through life. Is that at one point I did try to cover my mouth while coughing and my phone flew out of my hand. And you know what? Who among us, you know? Yeah. So you among us, frankly. Yeah. Let's get back to this and kick the dishwasher. We go to Ben's room. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say like in regards to Anne's anger, like 
I think Ashley should be allowed to be on birth control if she wants to. I think that's a responsible choice. The reason why she's doing it, I think it's all good. Um, <clears throat> I do think they could have had like an actual conversation before oh, just sure. cutting Anne completely out of the proceedings because like Anne's the reasonable one for the most part. Like, and that's especially medication. Yeah, and this like, th- well, you imagine an accident were to happen. And, like, you don't know all of the drug interactions the specific birth control she can be on can do. But, like, if she were to be and like, if there was to be some kind of accident, she would would need, like, emergency surgery or something. Yes. And Anne didn't know what medication she was on? Yeah, that could kill her. Fucked. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It just... I get her frustration about this because, like... I feel like Anne would have been willing to have a longer conversation. And I don't remember Ashley even going to talk to Anne about birth control. They did it at the wedding and then they saw Ricky and Ashley talking. And and, uh, Anne was like, no, no, no. Oh, so Ashley didn't really have a conversation. George. No. Maybe it was off screen. Well, half of the show is off the fucking screen. But, um, no, it's just, like, it bothered me because, you know, I don't think she's being as unreasonable as, and I don't know if they're painting her as unreasonable either, but, like, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it's a bad situation, and it does suck to be in a home with two people who just lie to you about literally everything, and yeah. kind of actively try to keep you out of their lives. Yeah. So... We go to Ben's room. He called Adrian and left a message for her to call him back. He turns around and Grace is just in his room with cookies. And she's like, look, I got my license. And like, since you came over to my house, when you first got your license, I wanted to come over. And Ben is just being so awkward. He's like, oh, I have to go to work. And she's like, oh, okay. I just like saw your car in the driveway. And he's like, yeah, I came home to change. And then I got delayed. And she's like, okay, well, I just wanted to, like, celebrate with you. Like, you know, I got my license and, like, you got good news. And he's like, huh? And she's like, oh, you know, like, Adrian thought she was pregnant. And she goes, and he goes, oh, my, did she? And it's like, Ben, you knew? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? No one's under the impression that you don't know. Yeah. Like, why are you trying to act like this? I hate Ben so much already. And, like, everything I see of him in this episode makes me hate him more. Like, Grace is being so sweet. And, like, she's willing to forgive you for, like, shitting all over her feelings. Not that long ago. She brought you cookies. She wants to spend a special day with you. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you're not interested, just tell her you're not interested in her. But he keeps on, like, trying to keep this door open through all this other stuff because he thinks he might be able to get some. Yeah. Which, I don't get how they ever managed to play Ben off as, like, the nice guy or the good guy. He's shitty. He sucks. He is. I hate him. And Grace is like, well, you know, like, we're friends. I'm hoping at some point we can be more than friends. And Ben is like, I can't do this right now. I have to go to work. And he's like, sorry, the timing's wrong. And she's like, okay, well, like, do you want to walk out together? Like, I want to show you my car. And he's like, oh, I have to call my dad. 
she kisses his cheek and walks out and it's like fuck you ben yeah like, like just go look the at same the car thing. at least like and hell? obviously like he doesn't want to have this conversation with grace because he like called amy and told her that he loves her but it's like just be a decent person and be like grace i'm sorry i don't feel the same way about you yeah and instead of being like i have to go to work well he's stringing her on in case amy says no yeah and it sucks so- so then he pulls out his phone and calls Adrian again. It goes straight to voicemail. We go to the butcher shop and Bunny picks up the phone. It's Ben and he's like, listen, I can't come in today. Something per- like I have some personal business to take care of. Which that's she's not like, how okay, well, calling into work works, first of all. Like if you're not going to work, you can't just call while your shift is already going. I mean, I think that's better than just like not like doing a no call no show but yeah that sucks it's better but at the same time it's functionally the same because you've given no one any time to replace you or anything yeah because like oh yeah yeah when i was a manager let me tell you um i almost respected a no call no show more than someone calling in the middle of their shift if they call like because obviously he's supposed to be working because ricky's already there working yeah. And it's not like he called like an hour before his shift or like a little bit to say like, oh, I can't come in today. Like to call fully during your shift when they're already depending on you. Like at that point, just don't call. Yeah. Don't take my advice, though, if you're working at a job and trying to consider whether you should not call or not. That might just be a me thing. But like for me, it's just like commit to the bit at this point. Like if you're not going to show up and you're not going to give anyone any advanced warning, just fucking commit to it and don't say anything. I mean, unless it's like, you know, like you got in a car accident. No, and that's valid for sure. And like that, I would rather hear. But if you're just going to call me up to be like, yeah, I just, I have something going. I have, I have some personal business and it's more personal than a Manny Petty. Yeah. Um, yeah, because <laughs> Bunny is pretty much like, I'm going to fire you. And he's like, listen, I have to take care of something. And she's like, yeah, I have something to take care of too. A Manny Petty. But, you know, I have to work. And he's like, listen, like, just please don't tell my dad. Like, I need to take care of this. And she's like, are you in some kind of trouble? Is it Adrian? And she's like, you know, when I was a kid, I was Adrian. Which I really want to know more about that. Me too. I want to hear want, about Hot Bunny I want the sleeping prequel. I want the prequel to Secret Life of the American Teenager, but I want it to be Bunny's story. Please. I would love that. I want to see a young George and Anne, too, conceiving their children, respectively, on a surfboard and a and a, and a gravestone. Well, I can send you some videos that might not be like Anne and George, <laughs> but they're like similar tonally, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Um, Ricky overhears her say something about Adrian and comes over after they hang up and he's like, what's going on with Ben and Adrian? There's something going on. And Bunny's like, well, we already knew that, didn't we? Um, and he's like, I'm going to go see Ben after work, um, to help him, you know, rectify the situation with Amy because I care about him and I care about Amy and I do not give a shit about Adrian. Yeah. And Bunny's like, do you care about your job? Then get the fuck back to work. Yeah, quit gossiping and get back to work. Which, you know, again, as a manager, I would never tell someone to stop gossiping. I'd tell them to gossip closer to me so I can join in. Yeah, man, I love gossip. Let me tell you that. I miss gossip. That was one of the many, many casualties of this pandemic. We go to Jack's 
big, huge, honkin' hybrid truck. Was it? I don't remember. For some reason, there in my was mind, like this two huge stickers on it that said "hybrid." Hot. <laughs> I love to hear that. He's actually just driving like a diesel truck that like. <laughs> just guzzling the gas you can see the ozone just the ozone hole is expanding behind him every time he turns the key but madison and jack are making out and madison is freaking out about not being able to tell amy about adrian and jack just like ignores her and keeps kissing her and madison's like but i do feel really proud of myself for keeping it to myself. I feel proud of Madison too for that, honestly. Me too. But she's like, it's really, I like, I, it, I need to tell Amy and Lauren. And Jack is like, no, you don't. And keeps kissing her. They have a weird conversation about how they're not going to have sex, but you know, they're both interested in continuing to have oral when they keep making out. And Jack whispers, I love you. Wait. And Matt. Sorry, just one quick question. And I know you're not going to want to think about this. Um, are they having reciprocal oral? Like, what is Madison getting out of this? Or does she just really love um, giving so selflessly? I really don't want to think about this, but I feel like probably the equivalent is like Jack's probably fingering her. Okay, good. I just, I feel, I feel bad that she's not getting anything if she's not, you know? The way that I do not want to Well, and I knew that, but I just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an empath. So the thought of her like endlessly (laughs) giving and giving and giving and getting nothing in return, it was just really kind of wearing on my psyche. So, um, we don't have to think about that anymore. I'm sorry. I just was curious what your take was on that. (laughs) Um, well, I didn't have one until you asked, so thanks for... You're welcome. I'm glad I could. You know, for people who aren't empaths, I think sometimes it's hard to really understand, you know, how other people are feeling and thinking and what might be issues for them, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Jack whispers that he loves Madison, and Madison says, okay, this isn't going to work. And then she continues talking, but I thought she was going to get out of the car at that point. Yeah. Like, he was going to say, I love you. And she's like, okay, um, I have to go. Well, when she said this isn't going to work, I'm like, oh, no. Does she have, like, major commitment issues and now she's going to leave him crying and, like... But instead, she was like, oh, no, I, I figured that you were saying you love me because you wanted to um, fornicate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not into that. But like, wait, you actually love me and you want to say that. That's so cool. Where's my yeah. gift? Yeah. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She's like, I want a promise ring or a necklace or something so I can tell people that you gave it to me when it's, you told me you loved me. Like, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was trying to be her. spontaneous and you ruined it. No, she did not ruin anything. She knows what she's worth. And that is gifts. Yeah. And I love that she's just demanding gifts for this. And Madison is like, I'm sorry. Like, it's nice that you told me that you love me. But like, all I can think about is poor Amy. Because, you know, like, what's she going to think when somebody tells her that like Adrian thought she was pregnant? And Jack is like, well, who's going to tell her? And Madison is like, hee hee. (laughs) And Jack's like, Madison, please don't do this. Who would tell Amy that? Which I thought we were going to see. I thought we were going to see this happen at the end of this episode. And we didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. 
So then we go to Ben in his car outside Adrian's house and he calls her and he's like, open your garage. I want to talk, but I don't want to park on the street because Amy's home. And she's like, yeah, remember what happened the last yeah. time your car was on the street? Last so their car was, was not even like protected under a driveway. No, they they were fully did this in full view of God and everyone on this street. <laughs> I feel like on it, like you could probably get arrested for that, right? Yeah, that's public indecency. <laughs> so she opens the garage whatever he says before kind of to you know convince her to open the garage so they can talk he's like i'm not sure i believe you which Um, if i'm adrian i'm keeping i'm like closing the garage door more if i can at that line like that's so shitty what does he want to see does she need to like, like you need to show me a tampon? Your soiled undergarments, frankly. <laughs> because, God. you know, she, I'm guessing... Let's be real. Yeah. Adrian loves the environment. She is using a diva cup. Sure. Is that good for <laughs> the environment? I don't know. Yeah, they're reusable. Oh, wow. So... I don't know what that is, and I'm not going to It's add. a menstrual cup. Well, I know I've... that, but I don't know how they work. I don't really want to. So we moved to Adrian's kitchen and he's like, when you got your period, why didn't you call me immediately? And she's like, well, I told you as soon as I saw you. Um, and he's like, the tests are almost never wrong. They're close to being a hundred percent accurate, which I, that's simply untrue. Yeah. And right? like, that, that this is where I wrote too. that she could also be miscarrying you dumbass. Like, have a tiny bit of sensitivity, but like, yeah, Ben's also um, super excited about like the Texas laws where he's hoping that he can get like $10,000 for turning an Adrian right now. Oh my God. Ugh. Also, there's so, there's so much about this. Like there've been like men who have taken pregnancy tests and they've come back positive. Cause it's, it's re- like pregnancy tests are just looking for a certain protein in your urine. Yeah, it's not... So... Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get... It. I was just looking for stats. Um, yeah. But I can't find one. And I definitely can't find one that would be accurate to what pregnancy tests were 12 years ago. Yeah, and also just because someone has a positive pregnancy test doesn't mean the pregnancy is going to be, like, a viable pregnancy. Like, it could be ecto- ec- ectopic, mm-hmm. which can, like, almost kill you. Yeah. Like, there's... Whatever. But there's you, so many... That's the thing. You fuck know, you, Ben. You know... Ben would for sure choose the baby over Adrian's life in any situation. I... The way that you are talking about Ben right now, I want to curb stomp him. Well, that's the thing. Well, it's just because, like, when they have this discussion, she's like, well, even if I did take care of it, that's my decision. He's like, it's really not. It's actually my decision. Yeah, he says he disagrees. And it's like... Fuck you. I hate Fuck him you, so ben. much. It's just like really. And he says like he has a feeling she's lying. It's like I got a feeling you're a little loser. Uh, Burn. I don't know. He just really pissed me off this episode and filled me with such rage. The funniest discourse about abortion I've ever seen is on Facebook where someone like posted something in support of abortion and then all these, you know, old 
white people started commenting about how like abortion is so bad and whatever. And someone else, not the original poster, but the original poster's friend just started replying to all the comments that she would dedicate her next abortion to each and every one of them. Beautiful. And I feel like that's Adrian's energy. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I just, I think, again, if she is lying, this whole episode, I'm like, you're all proving why she would feel like she needs to lie if she is lying. Yeah. Because not one of you is telling her that it's her choice. Yeah. And that's a very scary thing, teen pregnant. Like, she's seen what Amy went through with teen pregnancy and what Ricky went through with teen pregnancy. And she knows that's not what she wants for herself or her future. No. So he says that he would feel really guilty if she had had an abortion. Why? His murder or what? Knows. I don't know. I think there's like a fire engine coming. Oh, there's a garbage truck outside my place. Wow. Maybe oh, we should. Cool. Maybe should we should we give them the should video? they date? Should they date? Should they kiss? <laughs> I'm talking about the fire engine and the garbage truck though. Not the yeah, people. I'm not the people inside. The people. I want the I want the two cars to kiss. Yeah, that's what. I used to play with Hot Wheels, and it, it was like an anthropomorphic car world, <laughs> much like the feature film Cars. And a lot of the cars had um, or VFs Transformers. Or no, because those had faces sometimes. Oh, okay. I mean, so did the cars. They had headlights and windshields. <laughs> no, they have. Well, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Lil Red and Lil wanna... <laughs> Blue had not again off again relationship that was really kind of tumultuous. They were pretty young, but they were in love for sure. Big Red and Big Green, um, they were hot and heavy. Am I? Can I tell you? <laughs> um. So she's like, "Let's just forget this mistake and move on. I hope that we can stay friends." Um, and she feels bad about what she did to Amy by, like, fucking Ben because she has more perspective now and, like, understands what she goes through, which, you know what? We love that. You know, she's actually showing a lot of really positive growth in this episode where she's like, I'm understanding now that there are consequences for my actions, yeah. which honestly had never quite sunk in before. Yeah. Um, she hopes Amy and Ben, like, wind up together and are happy. I and hope she doesn't they don't think... personally, but whatever. I know, me neither. Um... Whoever Ben is with will never grow as a person. No, because he'll actively stop. Because he is so controlling, he will actively yeah. stop any growth that they try to do. Um, she doesn't think that Ricky will ever forgive her, um, but like she's okay with that. Well, that's the th- like I love this link because Ben's like, oh, you know, maybe someday he will, and then um, Adrian's just like, well, maybe someday I won't care. And yeah. I thought that was actually kind well. of beautiful, like being like, hey, I'm hurting right now. But I can see a future where this doesn't affect me every second of every day. Yeah. Um, ben says thank you to God and then chugs a glass of water. What was that about? Was it just to show how thirsty he is? <laughs> I think they were just like, how fast can you drink water? We need. We have like five seconds. <laughs> They're like, I bet you can't drink that whole water in under five. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. Those glasses are kind of funky, right? Like, they got yeah. little finger grips. I think those would be fun glasses. Um, so we go to the Jurgens kitchen, and Anna's, like, putting groceries away or stuff. I don't know. And Ashley and George walk in, and Moose runs out, and George is like, oh, maybe I should walk him. And Anna immediately just shows how much she fucking hates this dog now, that she's not pregnant anymore. And she's like, no, Moose can wait. <laughs> Anne really regrets 
letting pregnant her agree to keep this dog. Yeah, and not just agree, but force, um, you know, call like, the cops. Call the police, yeah. <laughs> on the person trying to take him back. Um, Ashley unzips her jacket to reveal a tracksuit and track, t-shirt. quote-unquote, uniform, which is yeah. a gray t-shirt with Lancer's track and field on it. Which, like, yeah. which is so funny because Anne's like, oh, you got it? And Ashley's like, well, they don't give uniforms to people who don't. And it's like... You could buy that in the school store. Yeah, you for sure just bought a t-shirt, a gray t-shirt. I hated my track uniform in high school. It was, um... Like spandex shorts, Ooh. and like a uniform that was not like I I didn't like it. Like a uniform top, I was not a fan of, and so I convinced the coach to let me wear the men's uniform. <laughs> I only took sports with like really unflattering uniforms, like the wrestling, the wrestling singlet, which like I looked hot in for sure, but like. It's a great way to make a person feel self-conscious at a young yeah. age because it's bearing a lot of skin. I mean, our field hockey, you have to wear a fucking skirt. Really? Yeah. Huh. My skirts in middle school were baller because they were like kilts. So they, they were like wrap around with like buttons. Oh. But my skirts in high school were just like, they were, they had like a elastic um, waistband and they're horrible and now what I like the teams that I play on now we just wear shorts which is like appropriate yeah the best uniform I ever had was baseball because those pants framed my ass phenomenally oh I fucking I, softball pants suck baseball pants are the hottest yeah when they got the little pinstripe Ooh. oh baby. yeah what else I did I also played basketball which like just put a girl in a basketball uniform and she's a lesbian yeah basketball uniforms have created generations of lesbians for sure yeah there's no you know it's not surprising that many WNBA stars are lesbians (laughs) when I graduated college I joined a rugby team those uniforms are hot as hell I've never looked hotter than a a rugby rugby shirt Mm. rugby shorts too Mm. Mm. okay anyway that is I do immediately swipe right on a rugby player yeah hot everyone who plays rugby hot thank you so much you have to like those rules you also have to have a big brain because rugby rules make no sense i've watched a few games and i've never once known what was going on anyway okay so so ashley shows that she's wearing this uniform and she says and Anne says to ashley what event (laughs) and ashley says track and Anna's like the 100 yard dash the 50 yard dash the mile now she's like the mile also babe it's track it's meters it's not yards okay yes um but also the fact that Ashley didn't even do the basic like if you're gonna say track as the sport you're trying out for you gotta know even you gotta have some knowledge of track. Also, like, again, you show up to track tryouts, they're throwing you in any event you show interest in. Yes, you're not specializing in one, especially not the mile. I mean, I guess if you're, like, a long-distance runner and you're doing, like, the mile, two-mile, or, like, 
the 1500 or like steeplechase or something. But minimum each track meet, we were being placed in three events. So you gotta... I was thrown in some relays. Oh yeah, we would do something that was very insulting called the the Buffalo Run. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the Chunky Run. Yeah, that's what essentially what it is. It was the throwing teams against each other for a four by one hundred. Oh, we went against like actual runners, which was really <laughs> shitty. That's fucking horrible. The other team from our school was being so nasty, and they were like, <laughs> "It's so funny that you have to do it." Um, and then they faulted out, so we technically beat them. That's incredible. It was a beautiful moment for um, for us, for sure. The Buffalo run was just something, it was, it never counted for points. It was just something fun to do at the end of practice or at the end of meets. Oh, no, they, they threw us in an actual event and we got scored and timed, which was really a waste of everyone's time for sure. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Whatever. No one cares about this. So. I care. Thanks, Jesse. So Ashley says she did the mile and she had to do it over and over again. Which, so she's going to go rest, which again. again not no. how tryouts sure um unless you're doing like time trials which is like a practice thing not a tryout thing yeah and says george don't be lying about ashley making the team and george is like no i'm not like ashley's a really good runner like and and it's like well she's never been before and it's like well yeah and not with that attitude like if you discourage your child trying something new like they're not going to be good at new things. So even though this is a lie, maybe show a little bit more of a supportive spirit, because what if next week Ashley comes and says for real, she wants to try out for a sports team and you're like, haha, no, you suck at everything. You fucking loser asshole. And you've never shown interest in anything. I would say that. And I think she's right for it. (laughs) (laughs) I just think running's not something you all of a sudden decide you're going to do for a sport, you know? Why not? Running? Yeah. I don't know. It's never too late uh, to do anything. I ran two and a half miles yesterday. We've discussed that Ashley for sure walks the mile in Cookie Monster jammies, right? That I mean, that's true, but you know what? People can change. They can, but she's shown no desire to change whatsoever. I'm just saying... <laughs> She thinks she's too take cool Ashley for out of it. Everything. Maybe if take it's anyone Ashley... else, I agree with you. But Ashley has shown no growth or desire to do anything ever. You know what? Maybe joining a team would be really good for it Ashley. It would, but she would think she's too good to do it, so she's not going to. I just think you can pick up running out of nowhere. I think so too, but that doesn't mean you should be doing track immediately after. You know, like if I join a track team after not running for 15 years, I'm not going to have a good time. Then maybe your coach sucks. For sure. (laughs) I just think, um, again, for anyone other than Ashley, I agree with you. But (laughs) knowing what I know about Ashley, it's so obviously I thought you were an empath. I am. And that's why I can tell that Ashley's full of shit. And would not enjoy running. So. (laughs) Anne asks what happened to George's hair. And he fucks up immediately and says that Dr. Hightower's nurse did it. And she's like, why the fuck were you at the pediatrician's office? And he says, what am I on trial here? 
The doctor who did it, he moved. I don't know. My head's been hurting for days. I couldn't stand it anymore. Sorry, no new hair. Look, I'm just so relieved that we don't have to look at those shitty hair plugs anymore. Yeah, now he just has like red dots. God. It literally looks like someone just took a Sharpie to his forehead. Yeah, God had nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, We go to the Bowman household. Kathleen is making a dinner that looks so fucking good. I was very hungry while I was watching this what episode. Was it? I, it was like some kind of like, it looked like a pasta salad of some kind. I don't know. Let me just tell you, gluten-free pasta does not make a good pasta salad. I'm so sorry. Is there anything yeah. I can do? Um, f- heal my intestines from having celiac disease. Okay, come over. I can do that. Okay. You want to be the first one I've healed and you won't be the last? You know, speaking of um, guesting on other podcasts, I bet Kyle XY could do that for me. Kyle XY could heal your intestines for sure. Yeah, he could definitely rid me of celiac disease. He And he would do it by touching your belly button out of curiosity because he hasn't seen one before. You know, that's fine. Never mind, I take that back. You want... Um... No, I think we need to keep... <laughs> That in the back of our minds forever that you would like Kyle XY to touch your belly button. No, I don't want anybody to touch my belly button. That is such a weirdly intimate thing in like the worst way possible (laughs) to have someone touch your belly button. But I mean, trade off. If I were to be able to eat like regular bread again and not spend like $5 for four bagels, Mm. you know, maybe. See, I do that too, but my bagels are plated in gold. Yeah. <laughs> so Kathleen's making this dinner that looks so good and Tom makes fun of Grace for having no friends, which is super nice. Tom has been so um, mean and like sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's just like kind of grating and I wish he'd stop. Yeah. Like Grace is cause she's like, maybe I can go see Jack with my new car. Like she's very excited about this milestone in her life that like she got her license and has a car. And he's like, you're going to go see your ex-girlfriend. You're going to, ooh, ex-girlfriend, ha. You're going to go see your ex-boyfriend and, like, his current girlfriend. It's because you have no friends. And Tom, whatever. It's just like, fuck you, Tom. Tom leaves. And Kathleen's like, oh, maybe you can take Tom on a drive. And Tom's like, hell no. Goodbye. Yeah. And Kathleen says that it's just mad. He, what? Kathleen says that he's just mad because she doesn't think he should drive. And Grace kind of agrees. She's like, yeah, he has bad road rage when he's not even driving. Mood. And K- Kathleen is like, babe, are, are, like, you're sad. What's going on? What's what's happening here? Why, why are you in this mood? And it's Ben. And Kathleen is like, is there anything happening with Adrian? Are you in a fight? Mm, girlfriends. And Kathleen is like, remember how I'm such a good mom? And I always give you privacy. And I never read your emails or your text messages. Which... Did your parents read your emails or text messages? No. Oh. Mine didn't either. Did yours? My fr- I had, like, one of my best friends in high school, like, he couldn't have his phone in his room at night. And he they also, like, periodically checked through all of his, like, texts and everything. Yeah. It was really stressful for me, because it's like, I'm trying to have a private conversation. Yeah. I don't love that. No, it's so... It's violating so many more people's privacy than your child's you know yeah my parents didn't even put like parental controls on the internet or the television or anything my parents didn't know how to i would frequently put parental controls on the internet you would yeah when you were trying to be a good christian yeah for sure oh i mean i truly truly hand to god never saw a second of porn 
until I was like 22 years old. Ugh. Same. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I don't think you could call what I was looking at porn, you know? Like, <laughs> Googling statues of Poseidon doesn't oh, really yeah. bring you to porn, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. I was watching, like, Grey's Anatomy at a very young age, which the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy, pretty steamy, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, you had McDreamy and McSteamy. So Kathleen says that, well, today when you were taking your driving exam, you got a text from Adrian that said, remember not a word to anyone, I'm serious. And Grace is mad. Also, we both agree that, like, Marshall would definitely read Grace's text messages and emails, right? Marshall would have a dummy... Um, Tumblr account and be following uh, Grace's Tumblr. Oh my god, my mom has a dummy my mom used to have a dummy Twitter account and would follow me Mm. and it was like one time I tweeted that I was like my mom's so gay and she like brought it up to me and I was like that was literally a joke. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had her school Twitter account and I found out later that she would get like emails from twitter when i would you know like it would be like a roundup of these people tweeted (laughs) even though like i i think i blocked her like immediately and like she never made any attempt to follow you know what i mean but like yeah she must have like clicked on my profile once or twice and it was like enough that like it sent emails of my tweets she never opened any of the Twitter messages, but like I saw that one day and I, when I was like on her email looking for something for her and I just like unsubscribed from the Twitter emails. Cause I'm like, I don't, I can't handle the stress of not knowing if she can see what I'm seeing or saying or not. Mm-hmm. So Grace says, cause Kathleen is like, what does this mean? This text message that says, remember, not a word to anyone. And Grace says it means that she's not pregnant. And that's what Grace was talking to Adrian late last week about. And Kathleen is like, wow. I think you should encourage her to talk to her mom about this. Like, that's so much. I forgot what being a teenager is like. Like, it sucks. You have to hold on to so much information. And you have, like, no coping skills. And, like... so much of it is like secretive from parents. Like I remember being in high school and like friends sharing things with me or like I had a lot of internet friends, which like, it's a funny meme now to be like, ha ha ha. Remember when you were like 15 and you were like convincing your internet friend not to like kill themselves. Yeah. You know? And like the next day you were like a history test or whatever. And it's like, no, like that's a real thing that happened to me. Yeah. And like, that's so much when you're a teenager and you feel like you can't tell anyone cause people are going to get in trouble or, well, that's the thing, and so much of the stuff that people are telling you is because they also feel like they can't tell anyone, and, like, yeah. you make close bonds with a few people, and, like, obviously not all of them are going to handle things well. That was, like, so, I think my biggest step towards, like, growth as a person was realizing that, like, a lot of the things I was angry about, pe- or angry at people about in high school, like, sure, they treated me poorly, but, like, also it was high school and no one knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah. And, like, if I was in that situation that they were in, I have no idea if I would have reacted any better. Yeah. High school, teenagerhood, being a teenager 
sucks and it's hard and anyone who says differently is lying frankly yeah um grace is mad at herself now that she told her mom and kathleen's like telling your mom doesn't count like i'm not gonna tell anyone kathleen is kathleen such a good mother again she's such a good mom also that's literally the rule like when you tell me some shit and you're like please don't tell anyone i'm like okay well i'm gonna tell my mom yeah that's why i don't tell you things (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's fine i'm just kidding i tell you much like you know me and Aaron do model our relationship off the pod, off of George and Ashley, and that we tell each other everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. Kathleen hugs Grace. She's such a good mom. Kathleen is like, maybe you should meet some new guys instead of like being hung up on Ben, which is a good Great. idea. Any advice ben that says sucks. don't date Ben is good advice. Yeah. Um, we go back to Ben's bedroom. He's like... My note says putting away his horrible socks in a fucking organized drawer. Yeah, he's like, see you later, little guy. Just when I thought it wasn't possible to hate Ben more, this scene happened. Yeah. I had like a viscerally sick reaction to this. Now Ricky is there when he turns around. And he's like, why weren't you at work? And Ben is like, oh, I had to take care of some stuff. And he's in like a really good mood. And Ricky's like, why are you in a good mood? Were you at Adrian's? And Ben is like, did she tell you? And he's like, no, I guessed. And now you just told me, you fucking idiot. That's a classic. I love that. And Ricky is like, you called Amy to tell her that you were in love with her. And then you went and you fucked Adrian again. And Ben's like, no, 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 I didn't have sex. We we had a conversation about not being more than friends. And it was in person because that's how I do things. And Ricky is like, okay, well, you're coming with me right now. We're going and talking to Amy face to face. He's like, you suck. You have, like, all these girls on the hook. And so you just need to, like, be a man and, like, talk to someone. So come on. I want to say goodnight to John. You can talk to Amy. Which, honestly, I'm so glad someone's finally calling Ben out on his bullshit. Yeah. Um, We go to Jack's bedroom. We go to Jack's bedroom. He's laying on his bed with his shoes on. Disgusting. Bad. I don't like it. Yeah. Take your shoes off when you get in fucking bed. Um, His parents come in and they say that they love him very much and they're here to like communicate with him and he takes out his headphones. He's like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Which is like a funny thing. Yeah. Um, They're like, we need to talk to you. And I was like, is it about wearing shoes on your bed? Because that's dirty. (laughs) You should not be wearing shoes on your bed. And he's like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Madison and I got in a fight because I told her I loved her, but I didn't give her a gift. And Reverend Stone is like, well, I gave your mom a gift when I told her I loved her. And she's like, yeah. And every time someone compliments on it, me compliments me on it, I get to tell them the story. Um, Which is exactly then, why Madison said she wanted a gift. So exactly. It was so funny. I love when people are directly contradicted for the things they thought were silly. Yeah, and Reverend Stone is like, it's called romance, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, And they're like, anyway, we have to tell you something. They're not having a baby, but they want to move to Phoenix. He got an opportunity to take over the philosophy department at his alma mater. And Jack's mom is like, yeah, so much better than him working at a church. Like, fuck church. I mean, I like it, but like, a school will be so much better. I will say being a pastor's wife is probably the most thankless and most exhausting oh, yeah. thing in the world because you're so judged. It's basically your job, even though it's not your job and everyone. Yeah. Being a pastor's wife is like my nightmare. 
well, hopefully you'll never be a pastor's wife. I would love to be a pastor's husband, honestly. I don't know. I'm still just looking for a good church boy, you know? So Jack is like, that's so weird that you want to move to Phoenix. There's no possible way I can drive six hours to and from school every day. Which, Jack, I'm begging you. (laughs) (laughs) Please. They're like, well, yeah, you wouldn't do that. And he's like, so I get to stay here alone. And they're like, well, the church owns the house. But maybe you can, like, stay with a friend because it's his, like, senior year and it's football. And they're like, but if you can't find the right friend to stay with, we'll turn down the job. And also, we would miss you so much. This is such a wild conversation that it's never discussed that, like, he just lives with his parents. Okay, honestly, I do. So when I was a sophomore or junior in high school, my dad lost his job. He got, like, laid off. And it took him a couple months to find a job. And the job he did find was in New Jersey. And he still works that job um, today, even though I think he, like, works from home. Whatever. But so the job that he got was in another state. And he, like, got an apartment. He started living there, like, during the weeks and then coming home every other weekend or whatever. And when he first got that job, it was, like, right at the end of my junior year. And so there was discussion of, like, me and my mom moving to, New like, New Jersey with him. Yeah. Um, For my senior year. And I was like, um, I do not want to switch high schools for my senior year. Like there's so much here for me. No, for sure. And so we did think we did talk about me living with a friend or with like my cousins or something and being able to continue going to my school. So I do get it. Like it was not really in the conversation for me to move with my parents. Sorry, something just fell and it really scared me. Um, yeah, I guess I do get that. Um, like, if it was, like, his sophomore year or, like, earlier, like, yeah. I would totally get no, it. But I'm, I felt so much for Jack in this because I was like, yeah, like, I literally had that same. No, I for sure understand it. It just was wild to me that the only options discussed were um, you live with somewhere else or we don't take the job. Yeah, I guess. Because, yeah, like, yeah. I felt like there should have at least been, like, a mini discussion of, like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. Because I had friends too, like if a one family member had to take a job farther away, like you said, they would kind of like commute back and forth. Like, and then on the weekends they'd stay. Yeah. But it was never like. What, yeah. Um, what happened with my family is that it ended up just being my mom and me and then my dad would come home on the weekends. Yeah. I knew a lot of, not a lot, but I knew people who did that. Um, yeah. So... Anyway, I feel like that was an option, too. Like, Jack could live with his mom, and then Reverend Stone could commute. I mean, it's a year. That's, like, a lot of stress for a year or whatever. But well, it's temporary. It's, is the, it's thing. the thing. It wouldn't even be, like, a, a... Well, it would kind of be a... It would be, like, what, nine months as a school year? Yeah. So, like, that's not great, but, like, I think that's potentially a better um, thing than, like... Um, your son, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. 
So <laughs> Jack says that finding a place to live will be so easy. Like, take the job. He'll be fine. They leave and he immediately calls, calls Madison. Madison. Which, please, no. Don't make me do this. He says, I was wrong. You were right. I'll buy you a present. And also, can I live with you? Um, We go to Ashley's room. Ricky comes in and he's like, I brought Ben. I don't want to be around for that conversation. And Ricky says that he doesn't want to get back with Adrian because he doesn't like people hurting him just to hurt him. He's had that his whole life. Um, and Ashley's like, oh, that smells, sounds smart. And he's like, if you're asking if I've been talking about that in therapy, I have been. And my <laughs> note here says, bitches in therapy never shut the fuck up about it. Um, <laughs> speaking as a bitch in therapy, she's like, okay, well, if you're not back getting back together with Adrian, like, who are you having sex with? And he's like, I don't have to have sex. And she's like, oh, so you're not having sex. And he's like, no, I am. I just said, I don't have to have sex. I get that. Um, I, I relate. He said, he says, I don't want to talk about this with you. Like, you're too young. And she's like, well, I'm 15. That's how old Amy was. When you put a baby inside of her. Yeah. That's how old Amy was when you got her pregnant. And he's like, well, how is Grant? Oh, he's still 37. Yeah, and he's like, don't have sex in high school. And Ashley is like, yeah, you know, I won't have sex in high school, you know, exactly like Grace and Amy and you and Adrian and Jack and Madison and blah, blah, blah. She lists everyone who's had Which, sex, except for Alice and Henry, so. I Parisian. think Ashley should maybe have her own friends. I agree. <laughs> what about Griffin? No mention of him. We don't care about Griffin. Griffin's not having real sex, though, as the Bible defines it, so. <laughs> so we go to the Jurgens' house. Ben and Amy are talking, and she says John was happy to see him, which John was just being polite. Yeah. <laughs> the second Ben left, John was like, holy shit, this fucking guy again. Yeah. Ben apologizes for not calling. He says that he does love Amy, but he's scared about, like, how it'll work out, if Amy will forgive him. And she's like, yeah, there's so much to forgive you for because you're an asshole and I hate you. Yeah. And she's like, but let's just forget everything except for how much we love each other. They kiss. Okay. I have a question here. Yes. So we know Ashley's a bad sister. Like, that's been established. Mm -hmm. Do we think if she decides to turn it around, do you think morally she should tell amy about the pregnancy scare no i honestly no i feel like that's not her business not amy's business or even ashley's business it's not for sure but that hasn't stopped her ever before i guess i just don't really see so Ashley thinks this is a pregnancy scare and I don't really see the difference in like, this is just my own thing. So it's not like, right. But I don't see the difference between a pregnancy scare and like knowing that they had sex, you know? Yeah. I get that on like a logical level. Um, But I don't right. know that these characters function on logic. No, same. Because I but do think just... if Amy knew about that, she wouldn't want to get back with Ben. I mean, honestly, I don't think it, Ashley should tell Amy, but maybe Ben should tell Amy. I would agree with that. Um, I guess what I'm getting at was, would would you want your sister to tell you something like that? 
Um, if she knew. No. Uh, Not whether it's the right thing to do, but whether you would want that. The thing is, I, is I have a really hard time thinking anything like this would ever happen to me. <laughs> I get that. This is kind of a far-fetched situation, for sure. Yeah. And as we noted at the top, you know, because it's a television show crafted for entertainment, this doesn't necessarily pertain to real life. Yeah. Um, so. I just think what's going to end up happening... Especially because George also knows Amy's going to be extremely hurt if she finds out and finds out that Ashley and Ashley knows and told George and not her and let her get back with yeah. Ben. Yeah. I was just asking because I genuinely wasn't sure if like Ashley's doing the right thing by staying silent or if she should tell Amy. I do agree yeah, that I, I think know. it would be the responsible and good thing for Ben to say something. Yeah. But since we... No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. I just, this is my prediction right here. I think Madison's going to spill the beans. Amy's going to find out that Ashley knew and that George knew by extension and gets super pissed. Probably. So. I don't think anybody knows that Ashley had any idea, though. No, but I just feel like Amy will say something and then Ashley will be like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because she doesn't really, for better or for worse, she gives zero shits about anyone's thoughts Right, but if Madison has spilled it, then it's probably all over school, you know? Maybe. Well, we'll see. Maybe. Uh, I hope it doesn't. Why did you spill your beans? Anyway, so. This is the lighthouse, actually. Not another attack. He says to her that he will never do anything to hurt her again. They kiss again. And she says the same thing. And then they love each other. Um... My eyes are up here. Gross. I hate this. Yeah, um, it's really icky. I thought we were finally Ricky, done with this shit. Yeah. Ricky comes in and Amy tells him, thank you. And Amy is happy. Whatever. Which is nice to see Amy happy, but like poor Jimmy Nash. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Did he ever get broken up with? Yeah. They established okay. they were just going to be friends. Why did they put him in the previously on? To remember, it's more of an immemorial. It was an in remembrance. <laughs> so, so it we go to Madison. To here. We go to Madison. And I genuinely and thought the episode was over. Yeah, and I was so I disappointed was. when I hit my little button to turn it off and found out there was still seven more minutes. We go to Madison and her parents, and she has asked if Jack can live there, and Morgan is like, "No, like, why would you think that was a good idea?" And Madison says, "Why not?" And Emily says, "You know why not." Um, but it's such a good stepmom because she doesn't tell Morgan that, you know, Madison and Jack be fucking. Well, let's, yeah. And like, Morgan tries to push it off so that, um, Emily will have to be the one to say, no, you can't, you know, so that he looks like the good guy kind of. Yeah. Morgan is like, Jack is dangerous. He loves you. He can't live here. What kind of idiot parents would let their kids stay within our family for a year? And Madison's like, well, his dad's a minister. His dad's a minister. You're like, in a church? And Emily's like, yeah, Emily's With what you two incredulous. do? She cannot believe it. And Morgan is like, well, Morgan says no. And Madison says, well, it's my room. <laughs> he says, you thought he was going to stay in your room? And she says, well, it's better than doing drugs. It's so funny. He says, that's your like, argument? That's your only, like, of course it's better than doing drugs. But really, that's all you've got? Morgan storms out. 
and Madison starts like pouting to Emily and Emily's like, I'm sorry, I literally cannot help you in this situation. Yeah, she's like, look, what do you want me to say? We go to Ashley's room, Anne comes in and it's like 10 p.m. <laughs> um, Anne is an evil genius. I love this. Yeah, it's like, te- no, so, sorry. So we're in Ashley's room, Anne comes in. And she's like, what are you doing? And Ashley's like, I don't know, getting ready for bed. I'll probably read a little bit. And Anne's like, no, it's time to go for a run. Yeah, I got my Lululemons on and we're going to cruise through the town. Like, girl, respect the sanctity of sleep. Your high schooler should go to bed. Well, we don't. The problem with this is we have no idea what time it is. Yeah. It could be 7 p.m. and we'd have no clue. Well, we know that John's bedtime is like at least... 9 45 p.m i thought it was like if 2 not later <laughs> but only when they're having a birthday party it's 11 a.m 11 p.m not 11 a.m so george comes in with moose and is like what's going on anna's being just like petty and a little bit vindictive by being like, like yes you're in track now so where i'm gonna i've missed out on so much of your life right now i've been so focused on your father and on amy and on the babies so i'm gonna be at every meet i'm gonna run with you every single day we're gonna spend so much time together i'm so proud of you and i love you yeah and ashley immediately goes i'm on the pill (laughs) (laughs) it's so good she they really did not think this through but also Anne, i understand that your child lied to you and like your ex-husband also lied to you but i don't really think it's the move to try to catch your like 15 year old child in a lie i think it is okay specifically for um i think she should have filmed it and put it on like tiktok it's like she could have gone viral and bet on ellen after ashley admits that she's on the pill george is like after i told you not to you did that that's crazy wild what and anna's like you fucking idiots stop lying to me and amy comes in and she's like what's going on and george says ashley's not on the track team can you believe it he was like no really yeah she's like no kidding was i right were they off at the doctors getting ashley the pill and ashley says you knew and amy says i'm not an idiot and ashley goes yes you are which is nice to see them you know that's some sister this was like an actual sisterly argument not like Amy, you're the worst person in the world, and I fucking hate you. (laughs) And George is like, listen, okay, in this situation, I am the one to blame because, you know, I did this with Ashley. But also, like, Ashley's a little bit to blame because she did not commit to the bit. Yes. And she could have just gone on a run with Anne, and this would have been fine. Like, put in the bare minute. Because you know Anne would have broken after this run. Yeah. And Anne and Amy don't like that, you know reasoning and george is like okay fine we were wrong but i think girls should make the i think the girls should make their own decisions and Anne says the girls need guidance and amy's like stop calling me a girl i have a one-year-old baby which fair you know that's fair also 16 years old yeah and (laughs) ashley's like yeah we know you have a son okay shut the fuck up about it and that's why she got birth control pills she doesn't want to have sex in high school but you know should plans change she wants to be prepared and Anne says okay and amy is like okay and ashley's like well if you're on the pill like i should get to be on the pill yeah if you're okay with Anna amy George, being on the pill why aren't you okay with me being on the pill and yeah. they both you know head snap towards amy they didn't Anne and george did not know that amy was on the pill 
And now they're like super fucking mad at her. They're like, didn't you learn your lesson when you had sex the first time? Now, you are, now you're on the pill. Which like, obviously Don't she has sex. learned her lesson the first time, which is why she's on the pill. This um, show really tries to show us that abstinence only education doesn't work. And then like. Turns around and is like, but you should do it still. Yeah, but you should be abstinent um, only. It was very funny because um, Amy's like, Ashley, how'd you know? And Ashley's like, there was a mix up at the pharmacy because there was already prescription under your name for a similar thing. And Amy's That's like, really... I'm going to sue that pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, so funny. So funny. Um, I love that. And Amy says that she's tired of never being forgiven for making a mistake. Which... Ben's the only one who loves me, which is such She had me until she 16... said Ben's the only one that loves me. At which point I was but like, that no. Is, that is such a 16-year-old It line. is. But it was just so gross to hear. Um, I was with her until that. Because it's like, yeah, it does suck that you keep on, like, bringing up her child as, like, this huge mistake that she made and never letting her live it down. But... I'm begging you not to say that Ben's the only one that loves you. That is so gross. Yeah. And I get you're a child, but ew. And Anne says, okay, clearly we got to work on communication or our family's going to fall apart. Yeah, which that's so true. They need to start. Yeah. And Ashley says, didn't it already fall apart? And George goes, I thought it was on the men. And they play that. They play this last part for like kind of for comedy based on the background music, but it's like the most dramatic the show has been in ages. Yeah. So then we go to Leo and Betty. They're like eating strawberries and bathrobes and drinking champagne. Yeah. They just got massages. They have not deep worn tissue. clothes on that entire honeymoon. I can guarantee no, they you. They not. barely left. They left for <laughs> one hour to get the deep tissue um, massage. When they went to go get their massage, the masseuse was like, undress to your comfort level and they didn't even wait for them to leave the room. They just got butt ass naked. Yes, and they sat on one table. <laughs> So the reason we see Leo and Betty is because they're on the phone with Ben and Ben says everything's going great. He just got back from Amy's. Oh, we love little Amy. (laughs) And Leo says, you know, take it slowly this time. You got the rest of your life, just like me and my bride. And he's like, you really think me and Amy can be as happy as you and Betty? No, I don't think anyone can be this happy. (laughs) So funny, Leo. That... Oh my gosh, Betty, her, no, I don't want to say that about Betty, but she, (laughs) let's just say, she's putting the work and um, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So we go to um, Adrian's bedroom and Ruben comes in, he like knocks and he's like, oh good, you're up. Finally some eye candy Um, on this program. Yeah. (laughs) and he's like i was at work so late because like i missed one day and now i'm behind um also adrian's just like sitting at her desk doing her homework she has like a calculator in front of her um i said i love academic adrian doing her homework time away has made me love her again i really feel like we needed a little bit of a break and now that i got that i am back on team adrian the break made me fonder on some people and truly hate some others And he's like, I am so lonely. I miss your mom. I wish she didn't have to travel as much. And Adrian's like, that's what I've been saying my whole life. Heartbreaking. Yeah. (laughs) And Ruben is like, I love you and your mom so much. I'm so happy you tracked me down. You changed my life for the better. And he asks, 
if everything is okay because she like seems a little bit off. She's like, yeah, like me and Ricky aren't speaking, but I think like what happened between us was a good lesson. Yes. Like casual sex is not all that casual. Mm -hmm. She has made the decision that the next time she has sex, she wants it to be with someone that she loves and that loves her. And she thinks maybe she always felt that way, but she got off track, which Mm -hmm. I kind of like this conversation because she doesn't say that it was wrong for her to have sex. Yeah. But she's like, you know what? I realize. I don't want it that way, and I'm starting to think maybe I didn't ever want it that way, but, you know, she's coming to this conclusion on her own without, like, weird morals attached to it. It's just like, this is how I feel now. Yeah. It's just nice to see an open and honest conversation about boundaries over sex changing. And I like this conversation with her and her dad where she's not, like, talking about sex as, like, a weapon against him. Yes. And Ruben says that change isn't easy, um, which is funny, but also true. Um, I think it's so funny though that Adrian is like, you know, like I really want to change the way that I approach sex, and he's like, well, that's well, gonna be hard. <laughs> once a whore, always a whore. <laughs> once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that'll never change. Um, but he says that he's always there for her, and like, she closes the door behind him and immediately calls the women's free clinic. She wants to talk to a counselor. Which, they're gonna paint her as a villain for this. I just know it, and I can't. I can't. Also, like, the woman's free clinic. Like, Republicans really be thinking that abortion is free, huh? Well, they pay you to get them. <laughs> anyway, that's the episode. Why is it called Do-Over? The world will never know. I have some theories, but none of them make enough sense for me to share them and not feel like a dumbass. It feels like Ben got a second chance with Amy. Adrian's getting a second chance at life by having this abortion. I just don't know. Yeah. So, anyway. It was a lot. It was a lot to come back to. It was. Um, I'm ready to wrap up. I'm so ready to wrap up. All right. This has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. My name is Jesse. And you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, at your two gay friends. They're linked in the description. You can follow Jesse at GoJesse2K20 on Twitter. You can um, send us an email at slwithjesseandaaron at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message on Anchor. You can follow our other podcasts that never been cool. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts yeah. unless you hate us. If you hate us or even if you're only mildly charmed by us, we don't want to hear about it. Because in a way, a four-star review does more to damage our psyches than a zero-star. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I hope it's been fun to be back. I hope you have a great day hope this was entertaining oh is that I, I wasn't sure if you were done with your hopes yeah i'm done yeah cool i hope you find a nice candle that's in a scent that you enjoy that helps you unwind and relax that's so nice thank you i looked okay. up at my candle for inspiration goodbye goodbye <laughs>But no, I met some kids a while back and, you know, they were kind of, they roasted me for sure. And I was like, you know, no libertarian, but maybe we should lower the working age and put these bitches in a factory. You know, like, they would have a lot less time to make fun of me, a fully grown adult man, if they were working their little fingers to the bone. So...
Is this like no homo, but it's no libertarian? Yeah, I use that frequently because a lot of my takes are weirdly libertarian. 